You're listening to episode 25 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Do you know how much tapping into our subconscious is linked to our ability to overcome and step into our power? Well, you're about to find out with this week's episode. I'm introducing you to Reese Evans, Master Life and Success Coach of Yes Supply. But before we meet Reese, I decided to step it up with the review of the week this month. Each person who leaves a podcast review this month will be entered to win a copy of my book, Mind Love, Bite-Sized Thought Nuggets to Fuel Your Life. To be entered, all you need to do is leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast. And if you leave one on a different platform, just take a screenshot of it and email it to me at hello at laurensmithbiz.com. On the last day of February, I'll draw a name live on Instagram, so be sure you're following me at mindbizlife. This week's review of the week comes from JC43SB that says, My wife and I recently found this podcast and decided to give it a chance. We are now hooked. Lauren has a curious mind and doesn't seem to force any parts of the conversation. The guests and topics are well-rounded. Well, shout out to JC43SB and his wife. Thanks for listening and for the great review. If there's a topic you guys want covered, please tell me. I am so open for feedback. I really keep an open mind, and I really am conscious when it comes to what you want to hear. This episode is brought to you by Om Shanti Adventure. If you're planning a trip or a vacation, check out omshantiadventure.com first. Om Shanti Adventure provides excellent advice on how to save money while traveling, plus you'll get helpful destination and travel tips. Visit omshantiadventure.com for more information. Okay, are you ready to meet Reese Evans? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Before I introduce you to our guest, I'm going to drop some facts. You ready? According to Dr. Bruce Lipton, the subconscious mind can process 20 million bits of information per second. The conscious mind can only process 40 bits of information per second. So the subconscious mind can process 500,000 times more than the conscious mind is able to do. Needless to say, the power of your subconscious mind goes further than you may think. And oftentimes, we need to reprogram it. Who better to bring in than Reese Evans of Yes Supply? Reese is a master life and success coach. She's trained in NLP, EFT, hypnosis, time techniques, and of course, life and success coaching. Reese, thank you for joining me. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I am really excited about this conversation because you have so many awesome credentials and Before we really dive into that, can you tell us what your job is and maybe even a little background of your story of how you got to this place in life? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my job is the best job in the world. (laughs) I'm a master life and success coach and a trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, emotional freedom techniques, and life and success coaching, which I'm sure we'll go into later. And so what I do is I certify people as success coaches and help them find their passion and purpose and turn it into a profitable online business. Ooh, I love that. What got you to this place? What what made you choose this career? Oh man, how much time do you have? Oh. <laughs> it wasn't a straight line. It was definitely 
dabbling, following what feels good, getting outside of my comfort zone, trying new things that got me to this point. Um, but to give you maybe the short couple minute version, I a few years ago, I was working in retail and I just absolutely, you know, hated my job. I, you know, was just like folding sweaters every day and, you know, had to have the mindset of you need this $300 blouse to feel good about yourself. And that was really against who I was. Mm. And after job hunting and trying to get out of retail, nothing was working for at least a year, maybe even two years, I was job hunting and nothing was working out, which now in hindsight, I recognize that that was a huge gift Mm. because I've gotten another job, then maybe I wouldn't be doing what I did now. And so after a really tough time, at work, I think we had an inventory that went to three in the morning and I was just really feeling like a number in the company that I was working at. I decided, like I had this epiphany moment where I was like, you know what, if nobody else is going to give me an opportunity, if no other job out there is going to take me, I'm going to create an opportunity for myself. And I grabbed my journal and I just started journaling ideas of, you know, if I could have anything as my business or have anything that I was just doing with my life to make a living, what would that look like? And so those scribbles in my journal were the first ideas for Yes Supply without even knowing that coaching existed, without even knowing that, you know, empowerment platforms, personal development platforms existed. I just wrote down, you know, I want to help people and I want to inspire people. And I was always surrounded by people at the job that I was at who would say things like, I really want to be an artist, or I really want to be an entrepreneur, but I could never do that. And I wanted to help people get out of that mindset of like, but I could never do it. So I was always thinking like, well, why not? So um, fast forward, I actually finally manifested myself out of that retail job and into a corporate job, which gave me a little bit more work-life balance and allowed me to have a little bit more creativity too. And I learned so much there and I'm forever grateful um, to that job. And so I started a blog and I had no direction with it. One day I would write about health. The other day I'd write about manifesting. The other day I'd write about, you know, um, just going after your dreams. And I started interviewing entrepreneurs who had found their passion and purpose and turned it into a business. And what I found from interviewing them was that you know, nobody gets a roadmap, holy grail path to success. The people who are successful, it's that when they get told a no, they keep moving forward and they keep asking until they get that yes, right? Mm. And so that was very much the foundation of where I started with. I started writing more articles, eventually discovered creating digital products. I launched a membership site and was able to build a really amazing community around people who were ready to say yes to themselves, ready to say yes to the life that they want, ready to say yes to making an income on their own terms and helping people at the same time and creating that kind of freedom. And from there, the membership site turned into people asking me, how did you do it? How did you build this online platform? How did you you know, build this membership site and this amazing community. And then from coaching, what I recognized was, you know, I could give somebody all of the, you know, marketing hacks and all the templates and all of that. But if their mindset wasn't in the right place, they were still getting in their own way, right? Because they were the video or the live stream or whatever. And the thoughts would come up of, well, what's that person that I went to high school with kind of thing? (laughs) Or, you know, what's going to think or what if I you know do this speech and then I forget what to say and so I recognized that I needed to move deeper into mindset if I wanted to serve my clients in the deepest way 
And through learning about neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, the power of the subconscious mind, the power of our own energy, once I learned the foundations of how our minds really work, I was like, I can't just use this with my clients. I need everyone to know about this. And that's when I launched um, the S-Supply Method certification program. Wow. I love that. So you literally use the word yes to fuel your life. Absolutely. And you know, there's so many times that I can think back of where I had to get out of my comfort zone. I knew what I had to do, but I was scared. Um, You know, I grew up in an abusive household from in my teenage years, my mom was with a really abusive boyfriend and all the time he was just going over and over and over again about, you know, how worthless we are and and that kind of thing. So I had a lot of negative self-talk. I had the biggest bully you could ever imagine living in my head 24 seven. And I had to do so much mindset work on myself to get out of that place and to recognize that whatever I want is possible for me. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about showing other people. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter you know, what tough times you have had in your life, anything is possible for you if you're willing to think differently and think about, you know, your own potential and what you can create. And so, yeah, um, there were so many times where I needed to get outside of my comfort zone. And I remember, okay, the name of my company is Yes Supply. So I just got to say yes to myself and I just bite and jump. And it's so true that when you take that first step, the path will appear. You just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, what is my, my high school, someone from my high school think about that? Because I actually had that thought the other day of, I was thinking about high school and probably the people that I knew in that life, if they saw me now, they, they're what I perceived their perception would be was like, what is this girl doing? You know, like who does she think she is? And then I realized that negative talk that I was telling myself and you know, you kind of have to overcome that. So Do you use hypnotherapy as part of your practice with your clients and how do you use it if so? Absolutely. Hypnosis is so powerful. So the the average person has about 60,000 thoughts a day, right? Mm. So many studies show that the average person has over 60,000 thoughts a day and the majority of those thoughts are unconscious, meaning those thoughts are happening, but you don't necessarily recognize that they're there. So they could be limiting thoughts that you were programmed from in childhood, when every time you'd hear your parents say, we can't afford that, or rich people are, you know, filthy rich, or, you know, um, money doesn't grow on trees, or I could never do that. Or like, actually something that I've worked with clients in the past for is, um, I don't know if your mom ever did this, but I feel like most moms are always like, I need to lose that last 10 pounds, right? All these things are going into our subconscious programming and our subconscious mind is thousands of times more powerful than our conscious mind. That's our, what governs our daily behaviors, our daily habits, our daily thoughts, our daily actions. And so most of the time when people try to make a change in their life, they try to do it consciously, which mm-hmm. again, only 0.004% of your your daily habits and actions and and choices. And that's why people fall off the New Year's resolution bandwagon, you know, after two weeks, because your conscious mind can only handle so much. And so if it's not in your identity and it's not deep in your subconscious to, you know, go into the gym every morning or eat a certain way or show up doing live streams or, you know, show up and, and be able to receive money for your products and services. If that's not programmed into your subconscious mind, you're going to self-sabotage and you're going to go back into your old habits because your mind wants to essentially conserve energy and do what's easiest for you, which is why humans are such habitual creatures. Mm. So the power of subconscious mind does is, you know, if... I were to tell someone who's never made money online, like, yeah, you can easily make $100,000 in your first year online. 
their conscious mind would say like, oh no, I could never do that. I've never done that before. And their subconscious programming would also align to that. But with hypnosis, what you can do is you get the mind into a really relaxed state. And you get the mind into the alpha brainwave state, which is so much more receptive to what you feed it. And once you're relaxed and the conscious mind is out of the way, you can speak directly to the subconscious mind and you can input new programming, new programming that says you're worthy of more, new programming that gives you more energy and more motivation, new programming that helps you see yourself in that identity of that successful business owner or that healthy person that goes to the gym in the morning. And so if you're wanting to make a change and it feels hard and it feels efforting, you're probably trying to make the change on the conscious level. And when you work on the identity, level and you work on the subconscious level, that's when the changes become effortless. And so for me, you know, a few years ago, standing in front of a group of people used to have me scared out of my mind. I literally thought I was going to be sick in front of everyone. (laughs) It was not cute at all. Right. But now, because I've worked on myself on such a deep subconscious level, my identity, how I see myself is somebody who presents, somebody who teaches, somebody who, you know, puts sharing the information that I've learned first over like, oh my gosh, what if I look silly? And so that's why it feels just as effortless for me to have a conversation with one person as it would to stand in front of a group and have a conversation with 200 people. Yeah. Wow. So can you do hypnotherapy? Do you have to be present in front of the person to do this or can you also do it online or, you know, over the phone? Yep. So I do a lot of hypnosis with my clients online. And then when I teach people how to become coaches and do hypnosis with them, they can do it online. So typically using Zoom, it's, it's nice to be able to see the person. Yeah. You can, you know, make sure they're comfortable and relaxed and and be there for them. Um, So it's nice to have a video option, but you probably could technically do it over the phone. I just prefer video. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And I feel like could this also be part of a guided meditation too, to tap into that subconscious? Yeah, absolutely. So in my membership site and in the Yes Supply Method, I actually have given them so many um, guided hypnosis. So they can just, at the end of the day or beginning of the day, they can just sit down, relax, listen to it and allow those new thoughts and ideas of being successful, being a showstopper coach, feeling confident to share their message and put their story out there go into the subconscious mind. And the beautiful thing about hypnosis is it works in a single session. So, you know, I talk a lot about going after your dreams and finding your passion and turning into a business and helping others, but you can do a hypnosis session on someone to lose weight or quit smoking. And in a single session, it will work. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. So, and one thing to remember too, is that hypnosis is an, and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming is a do with process, not a do to process. Meaning the client also has to be fully engaged because if I tell you to close your eyes and relax, you know, you have to decide, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and relax. So it's really almost like when you're ready to make that massive shift in your life and you found that coach or that, you know, hypnosis practitioner that you really trust, um, you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready to go on this tour and they're my guide and you're, and you're going through the process with them, but the results can be very quick. Wow. That is really awesome. So I know that a lot of people feel overwhelmed and powerless. Um, how can we overcome that and really begin to step into our power? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So here's the thing we are always manifesting. We're always manifesting no matter where we are. The problem with the programming of our world is that we're programmed to manifest exactly what we don't want. So, you know, as kids, 
kids, we're born with imagination and imagination is what creates all the beautiful things that we have. The computer and the microphone that we're talking into was once an idea, right? And when people first came up with the idea that there'd be a computer in every household, people thought they were insane. There's like, there's no way that every single person is going to want a computer and look at it now, right? Yeah. And so a lot of the time, our most powerful faculties, you know, imagination, um, determination, creativity, those are suppressed by the programming in our society because school essentially teaches you like, no, 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 don't think for yourself, just read this textbook and then kind of regurgitate it out in a different sentence structure. And that's how you get the A, right? Right. And, um, you know, a lot of the times we hear, we learn from our parents. We don't learn necessarily from what our parents tell us. We learn from what our parents are setting an example of us for, Mm. right? And so if you, for example, grew up and your parents were complaining about the job but they felt stuck in the job and they had to keep going to work even if they didn't want it, you're being programmed. And by the way, from ages zero to seven, the brainwave state that you're in as a child is essentially the same as when you're in hypnosis, meaning you don't have the conscious mind to say that's logical and that makes sense or that doesn't make sense. So you're being hypnotized. So when your parents say money doesn't grow on trees and it's really hard to be successful and people are filthy rich and you have to work hard to make money and all those different things, that's how you're being programmed, but that's not actually how it works in the world. You know, if I buy a book right now, if I went to go buy the book, Think and Grow Rich, the Napoleon Hill company just made, you know, $20, but Napoleon Hill is not still writing books, right? Right. So there actually is no connection between hard work necessarily and making money. It's more the connection between value and making money. So for example, a hundred years ago, however, whenever he wrote it, he created something of so much value that it can still make money to this day. So that's how we want to start to reprogram ourselves. So to answer your question, when you're feeling powerless, you're essentially getting into the energy of powerless. And we are, (laughs) believe it or not, we're all very, very powerful creators, but the universe doesn't know what is good or bad. It doesn't know what you want or you don't want. It helps you manifest and it attracts you exactly what you're thinking about and exactly what you're focusing on. And so if you're constantly saying, I'm powerless, I'm stuck, things are always going to be this way. You're using your powerful, powerful forces to manifest exactly what you don't want. If you tell the universe, yep, I'm stuck. Yep. I'm powerless. I can't have anything. Then the universe is picking up on that signal and saying, okay, let's send her more being stuck. Mm. of the same thing. So what you want to do, if you want to create a new paradigm and a new reality, instead of fighting what's currently there, create a new one. And that's why imagination is so powerful. And that's what worked for me. You know, I used to work in a job that I didn't like where I felt like I was using maybe 10% of my brain and 10% of my creativity. And if I kept fighting my old reality, I would have stayed there because I was drawing more attention to what I didn't want. So I started using my imagination and thinking, well, if I had my own business and I had a sense of freedom, how would I spend my day? What would I do? And I wrote out my ideal day. Okay. I would spend the day creating content. I would spend the day um, talking to amazing clients. I would have the freedom and ability to travel. I would make X amount of dollars, right? And instead of fighting where I currently had, I instead 
focused my attention on what I wanted and directed my energy to saying that is what is coming into my life. And because again, our subconscious mind is so powerful, it's going to go to work to give you ideas and um, inspiration and energy to manifest exactly what it is that you're focusing on. So if somebody thinks that they're powerless, I would ask them to think about and imagine what their life would be like if they were powerful. How would they spend their day? How would they feel? How would they look at themselves with their self-image and start to step into that? And, you know, if you've kind of been programmed the opposite for your whole life, using tools like neuro-linguistic programming can make that quick switch. Using tools like hypnosis can make that quick switch in your thought patterns. And then you can focus on what you want and you'll start to see that more ideas, more inspiration, more opportunities, whatever it is, start to flow into your life. Do you feel that's the same kind of process that we can use to connect with our purpose or is connecting with our purpose and really understanding that something different? Because I know a lot of our listeners, their purpose is something they struggle with. They know maybe what their strengths are. They know what they like to do, but they're not really sure what their purpose on earth is. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So I believe that like in order for you to feel happy and feel connected, it's important to remember that like the law of oneness. So we're all really, really connected. One of the best things that I do with my clients to help them find their purpose is we start off with the self image, because when you're holding onto the energy of, of who you want to be and what you want to be and not looking at your outside reality and allowing that to affect who you are, but instead just looking at like, how do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? How do I want my morning rituals to look? How do I want to act towards other people? If I met me, would I like me? Starting Mm -hmm. off in that space and kind of shedding the layers of negativity and self-doubt. When you allow yourself to think that clearly, what you're going to do is you're going to see more powerful thoughts and inspiration come into your life. So I'm just thinking of one specific client. In the first couple of sessions we did, we just focused on her. We got rid of a lot of the negative emotions. We got rid of a lot of the negative beliefs. Before she came to me, she... um, knew that she wanted to do, she was already doing some coaching. She already had um, a program, but it didn't feel in alignment and didn't feel good. And if I just said, you know what, make this new program, figure out your purpose just like that, she would have continued to struggle. So what we did was we focused first on her. Because if you work on yourself, everything in your life is going to improve as well. And when we focused on her, after two weeks, she messaged me and she was like, oh my God, I know exactly what it is. I've never been so excited to build something. And then I didn't even need to like, co- like really coach her through it or push her through it or motivate her through it because she got that that inspiration from the inside and she was excited to create it. She was excited to put it out into the world. And then it was amazing because we started working together in August and she went from, you know, very little income in August to her first 10K month in October, right? Wow. Growing and growing and growing. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what happens when you kind of stop focusing on the outside and all the techie stuff and you start looking inwards and you say, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the world? And I also think that if thinking about your purpose feels hard or feels bad, ask yourself to not put so much pressure on yourself, right? Because, you know, right now I feel like I'm living my purpose, but I don't think I've gotten to my ultimate purpose yet. I think as I grow and as my company grows and as I learn more and I have more resources to put into the work that I do, I'm going to be moving closer and closest to to my purpose. But I think I'm living my purpose every day, every day when I get a message from someone who said that that piece of content that I put out helped them. 
I felt like I was living my purpose at the beginning when I was sharing with people, you know, kind of like social media tips and business tips. And now I feel like I'm living my purpose when I'm sharing, you know, manifestation and spirituality and neuro-linguistic programming tips. So kind of take the pressure off of yourself to really know like, oh my God, what is this one purpose? Because you can live your purpose every day just by, you know, being kind and smiling at the person who works at the coffee shop, right? Right. Or just you know, just being an example of what you would like to see more of in the world, or just, you know, instead of looking at like what everyone else thinks that you should do and putting you in a box, doing what you think that you should do before I even started, you know, building my blog, I started painting, right? Because I was like, I want to feel more freedom to express myself. So let me just start here with painting, even though I wasn't that great. And just from allowing myself to express myself, I gave myself more confidence to express myself. And I think that, you know, part of my purpose is what I'm doing in my business. Part of my purpose is being a great daughter to my mom. Part Mm -hmm. of my purpose is being a great wife to my husband. Right. So I, I think it's life is a lot more fun when you take all this pressure off of, you know, what is this definition of purpose and recognize that you being in your best self and enjoying this life that you have and being a light to others, no matter where you are, that's your purpose. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like those little ripples can create big waves. And yeah. And I, when you were talking, I was, I was thinking about purpose and um, if we could take Oprah for an example, because you know, when she started off, she's a a TV talk show host. And now as you've seen her, she's continuously still living her purpose, but the way that it comes through has changed, like through podcasts, through Super Soul Sunday, through her magazine. So the medium has changed, but her purpose at its core is still there. So I sometimes think that we can get stuck on that big picture of, oh, if I do this right now, that's how it's going to look for the rest of my life. But that's not true um, because it's constantly changing as we're growing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think a really important thing is to always pick the better feeling thought. So mm-hmm. we essentially operate on a vibration. We're essentially always operating on a frequency. And so if a thought comes in and it doesn't feel good, you know that's a low vibrating thoughts because the word feelings is essentially like our internal thermostat or internal thermometer to know what we are vibrating at or what a thought is vibrating at. And so if a thought comes into your head and it doesn't feel good, you know, I used to have thoughts like you'll never be a coach or who's ever going to listen to you or you'll never be a good communicator or whatever. But when those thoughts came in, I would recognize that I am not my thoughts. I'm the thinker of my thoughts. And what I started to do, which was absolutely life-changing for me, is when those thoughts would come in that wouldn't feel good, instead of allowing them to overcome me, I would take a step back and I would observe the thought. And I'd really just look at it and I'd say, will that thought right there, that thought that's telling me I'll never be a good coach, is that thought going to get me to where I want to be? And if the answer was no, I would kind of swat that thought away like a fly, like literally just push that (laughs) thought out of my mind and then say, well, what's the equal and opposite thought? And I would tell myself, you know what? I'm going to be a really great coach. And maybe I won't be the same kind of coach as anyone else, but the people who need to hear the message that I have to share from me will resonate for me. And then I ask myself, does that thought align to where I want to be? Yes. Does that thought feel good? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with that thought, knowing that when I pick the thought that's on a higher frequency, any ideas, any inspiration, any opportunities that come from me choosing that thought and going through with that are going to lead to higher 
vibration outcomes and a higher vibration reality. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that. I love that. And I never, I didn't even think about that, but even when we're talking about words, they do have a vibration and how they really affect us. You know, certain words have a bad meaning to it. It makes you feel bad. You know, the good words make you feel better. Same as if someone's crying in front of you, it's going to affect you differently than if someone was laughing in front of you. So that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And also one thing I want to add is like, when I first started, (laughs) I had so many limiting beliefs that if someone said like, to me, oh, just choose the better thought. Then I'd be like, yeah, 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 sure, right? So that's why a big part of what I do is looking into the science behind everything. So for anyone who's listening and they're like, yeah, Reese, okay, choose the better thought, that's gonna work. Look up the Japanese scientist Emoto. So he did a lot of work with words and how words actually change the molecular structure of reality around them. So he's the person behind the water experiment. So he would get a little sticky with the word love or a little sticky with the word peace or whatever it is. And he'd put it on a glass of water and then he would get another sticky in a separate place. And it would say, you know, hate or mean or whatever it is and put it on other water. Then they'd wait a certain amount of time and then they would test the water and look at the molecular structure of the water. So when they would freeze it, the water that had the beautiful and kind and nice and peaceful words on it, the shapes of the frozen, you know, pieces of water, they would look like perfect snowflakes. And the ones that um, had the mean words attached to them, they would look kind of like just little random blobs. Like they weren't symmetrical. They were just random blobs. So it was proof that the words that we say are not just words. They actually hold an energy, right? We are powerful creators and our thoughts create our reality, right? Our thoughts actually consciousness changes how reality turns out based on what we expect. And our thoughts, or sorry, and our words actually change the molecular structure of water. He proved it. And your body is 70% water. Water, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's why like affirmations are so powerful. The I am, yeah. Absolutely, because your body is always listening to every single thing that you say. And so if you're saying positive things, neurotransmitter all through your body is listening to that. And that's how you hear these incredible stories of people self-healing. Or, you know, you wonder why some people are, you know, 85 and have so much energy and some people are 25 and have no energy. It's it's their mind, it's their thoughts that they're saying to themselves, the words that they're saying to themselves. And so the words that you're saying are actually changing yourself and they're actually changing the words around you. That's why back in the day with witchcraft, um, they would use spells, right? Because spelling is like spelling in words means you're casting a spell. So whatever you're saying is actually turning that into reality. And that's why I'm such a big benefactor of speaking what you want into reality. Yesterday I did an event um, and it was all about goal setting. And when people had figured out what their goal was for the year, I was like, okay, I was like, raise your hands if you believe in manifesting. And I was like, yes. And I was like, raise your hands if you believe in speaking your words into reality or speaking your dreams into reality. And they're like, yes. And I was like, okay, shout out whatever it is that you're planning on working on this year, because it really does make a difference when you start to put your ideas and what you want into the world. And just like when you plant a seed in the ground, like if you plant a seed in the ground, you know that if you nurture it and you water that seed and you have it in the right environment, it's going to turn into a beautiful flower. Yes. Your ideas 
your dreams, those visions that flash across your mind of what it is that you want are seeds. They're seeds of what can eventually show up in reality. And there's proof of this everywhere, just like your computer, the technology that you use for, you know, podcasting and building that you look up outside, it started off as an idea. Then that building, for example, turned into a blueprint. And then, you know, I got 50 people who turned into a building, right? That's a good way to look at it, you know, physically with concrete, but your ideas are the exact same way. So if you have an idea to start a business, that's a seed. And that seed can grow if you keep it in the right conditions. And those right conditions are faith. Those right conditions are, you know, sending positivity to it, sending hope to it, sending gratitude that you have the skills to create it and sending gratitude that you had the idea in the first place. And you send that positivity to it and you talk about it and you're excited about it and you keep taking action around it. You're going to see it turn up in your reality sooner or later. It's going to happen. Does this work the same way with releasing negative things? This last, um, this last full moon, the wolf moon, it was all about release. So I, one of my friends had sent me something and it was a full moon ritual where you write down all the things that you want to release and then you go out under the moon and you say the things out loud, right? So you have to say them out loud, just writing it down is not enough. And when you say it out loud, then you burn the paper and that's part of the release. So do you feel that that, works in the same way of releasing negative things as it does attracting good things? Yeah, absolutely. We actually did that yesterday at our goal setting event as well, not under the moon, but I had them write out what all their negative beliefs are. Because of course, as you're starting to do something new, all the old programming is going to show up. And then um, I got them to write it all down. And then I got them to ask themselves, okay, what's the equal and opposite thought? So if they said, I'll never have a business, the equal and opposite thought would be like, I'm going to have an amazing business, right? And then I told, we don't want to do it at the venue because I was like, I don't really want to burn this place down. (laughs) (laughs) Take that piece of paper from your journal and when you go home tonight, tell your unconscious mind that that's symbolic of all of the negative beliefs and limiting beliefs that you're going to leave behind either rip it up into tiny little pieces or burn it. And it's because our subconscious mind is very symbolic, right? Mm. Um, we don't think in words, we think in pictures. So when you have that picture of all the things that you want to leave behind and you burn it, you're sending a very strong signal to your subconscious mind that you're leaving all of that behind. Wow. I had my nine-year-old daughter do it with me as well. And I'm, I'm not sure she truly understood the deep meaning behind it, but I loved what she wrote down because it was actually really cool to see a nine-year-old's perspective of what she felt she needed to release. And sometimes I think we can put this shadow over kids of, you know, they're maybe not as developed as we are. So their mind isn't, you know, as far along as ours, but in reality, they're more true to themselves than we are as adults because they haven't gone through all of life's conditioning yet to tell us otherwise. Yeah, kids can actually learn so much more than than people even realize. That's actually one of the things that I tell like all my friends who are moms or parents. Um, there, I don't know much about it because I'm not a mom yet, but um, there's this website or this company called Brill Baby. And they have these flashcards where you can actually teach kids how to read before they even can speak. So you would show, a, I'm not sure the exact age, but it might be like a one-year-old. Um, you can show them a flashcard that says the word like nose or ear, and they'll actually point at their nose and point at the ear. They don't have the verbal capacity to actually say it, but they can understand it. And that's why you can teach a kid 
you know, 14 languages. You can't easily teach an adult 14 language, but before they get to the age like five or six, you can teach them so many different languages because again, they don't have the critical factors to reject information. They're just a, a sponge. They're absorbing information. And that's why, you know, when I talk so much about programming, those first seven years were programmed. It's almost like having a blank CD drip disc and you're programming whatever is happening in the environment. Right. right. You doing with that with her, I think that's absolutely incredible because you're programming her to know that she can be in control of her thoughts and she doesn't have to allow, you know, powerless thoughts to overcome her. And also one thing to note for anyone who is a parent is that because your kids are like a walking subconscious mind, they can't process negatives. So if you say, don't make a mess, they won't necessarily hear the word don't, they'll just form a picture of making a mess and chances are they're going to go ahead and make a mess. So if you want your children to be able to, because at the end of the day, your children just want to please you, right? Right. So if you want your children to be more well-behaved, a great tip is to use the positive wording or the positive visualization of what you want. So keep your room clean, keep your keep your spaghetti in the bowl, you know, put your, put your toys bag in the toy box, right? Because those are instructions that they can follow. If you say the opposite, it's harder for them to understand because again, they don't have that, the negation, they don't have the critical faculty yet. So my kids believe all believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> right. The logic factor is in there, which is funny because you brought up Santa Claus. Um, my, my daughter is at that point now of questioning Santa and Santa had brought a faulty electric scooter for Christmas. And I had to message my dad last night because she now is so critical to the point where she, she recognizes the different handwriting. So if Santa wrote a letter last year and it was my dad's handwriting, but this year he's not with us. So I had to write it. She notices it, right? Cause the logic is now turned on and she's connecting those dots. So I had to text my dad last night and be like, so can you send us a letter from Santa? And just like apologizing. But I knew if I even attempted it, boom, she would have had it. She, it would have been gone. And I'm like trying to keep that Christmas lo- or magic just a little bit longer, you know? So, yeah. But okay. So I know that you are a coach, so this might be a little bit skewed, but I, I'm sure I probably have the same alignment, but do you feel that everyone needs a coach, whether it be a business coach, a life coach, a health coach? Do you, how do you feel that coaches impact our lives? Yeah, I'm a strong believer that everyone needs a coach, just even being from my own life, because I recognize that you can't necessarily see your own blind spots and you can't see when you're doing the same old habits and keeping yourself small. And a lot of the time when you work with a coach, they're going to say one thing that comes to them so naturally that they've known forever. And when you hear that, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like, like, the skies have opened and I realized like why I've been doing the same thing over and over again. So having a coach or, or even just having somebody in your life who's supportive and sees you at your highest potential um, and can hold space for you. I think that's so important to be able to have a conversation with somebody who um, believes in you and can see ideas as big as you, or maybe even bigger than you. One of the things um, that I know my clients tell me about is that, when I work with them, I see them at a higher level than often they see themselves at, which means I hold them to a high standard, but also they get really quick and really incredible results because I, I just see them for what they're capable of, right? 
And it's unfortunate. And this is one of the things that I really want to change is most of the time, the majority of people, if they tell their friend an idea, like I want to start this business or I want to do this thing because their friends are in the same old paradigm as them. The first response that's going to come out of their mouth is, well, how are you going to do that? Well, you've never done that. You don't have this experience. You don't have this degree. Oh, that's going to be hard. I heard starting a business is hard. My dad's friend had a business and it failed, you know? And so most of the time, if you're just talking to people who are in the exact same paradigm as you, you're going to get responses and limiting beliefs and limiting ideas that are going to keep you in the same paradigm. And so that's why you want to do whatever it is that you can to get, again, not fight the current paradigm, but just get into a new one. So surrounding yourself with the right people, whether that's a coach, whether that's joining a mastermind, whether that's going to maybe conferences or events that have the right type of people, anything that you can do to get yourself out of your old run-of-the-mill habits and into a new reality and a new kind of container of space with that energy that you want to have, that's going to make such a huge difference on your life. Oh, I love that. Well, what would you say to someone who's actually thinking about launching their own business online as an influencer or coach? Where do they start? Uh, I want to say just join my program. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's a great place to start. Um, so, so what I would do is really spend some time with yourself and, and try as much as you can to get clear on like what kind of impact do you want to make. And, um, you know, if you went to the end of your life and you looked back, um, how would you want to be known, right? What kind of impact do you want to make? One thing that you have to realize, whether you start any kind of business, but especially as a coach, is you're going to be helping people, not just from what you say, not just from what you tell them to do, but by also you leading by example right? And so if you want to be a coach and you want to inspire clients to get outside of their comfort zone, take risks, take leaps, believe in themselves, see themselves at their highest potential, know that they're capable of everything. You have to do that for yourself first. I look at myself as my first coaching client. I spend an hour on my morning rituals every morning, you know, journaling. If I'm feeling funky, I'll do some tapping EFT. It's one of the the tools that I teach. Um, If, or if I'm feeling like, I don't have like a solid plan for the day or whatever. I'll, I'll journal things out. I'll organize my, my thoughts. I'll, I'll really just be my own first coaching client. I'll pull out my manual for like the same things that I teach my students. I'll pull out my manual and do techniques on myself. Right. So if you want to help people make massive quantum leaps in your life, the first thing that you're going to have to do is make massive quantum leaps in your own life. Right. And so for me, making a big investment in my first um, course that I ever took, it was like a two or $3,000 course. And I remember just being so afraid. I didn't have the money. I had to put it all on a credit card. I was afraid to tell my then boyfriend, now husband, that I was making this big investment because I didn't know, like, oh my God, what if he thinks that I'm wasting money? I, a lot of times, just didn't even talk to a lot of people in my life about it because I knew that they wouldn't get it. But I had this internal feeling inside that this was what I meant, was meant to do. And I followed that. And I think too, when you're willing to make a big investment in yourself, whether it's purchasing a big course or going to a big conference or whatever it is, when you're willing to make that big investment in yourself and you're like, you know what, I am worth it then you're going to reflect that out into the world and other people are going to see you as worth it too. And it's going to make it easier for them to invest in you, right? Really just being the energy of what it is that you want to attract. So think about what kind of coach you want to be. Um, One thing that 
I do is I work with a lot of people on mindset, which I believe that mindset is the core of anything, whether you want to be a health coach, whether you want to be um, a manifestation coach, whether you want to be um, a success coach, a money coach, whatever it is, you got to understand how the mind works to do anything else, but do some research and find out what's perfect for you. If you want to be a health coach and you don't have any health background, you might also want to look into like a health coaching institute that talks about food and nutrition and all those different types of things. Um, but in order for people to see you as valuable and for you to be able to charge, you know, two or $3,000 or even more for your coaching programs, you have to see yourself as valuable too. And I think one of the best ways to do that is either through your own experience and your own transformation that you've created in your life or by learning how to create that experience for other people. So investing in yourself, taking the right courses, reading the right books, doing the work, and then you always have to be willing to take a leap. So the first time you announce your program, it might be a little bit scary, but it's going to be worth it because now people know what you're willing to offer them. Right. Or, um, first time you do a live stream or public speaking or whatever it is to get out there and share your message, it's going to feel a little bit scary. But again, when you can be the example of stepping outside of your comfort zone, you're giving other people permission to do the same too. So one of the things that I show my coaches in the SFI method who are getting certified with me is to teach as they're learning. So a really cool thing to look up on online is the learning pyramid. And it shows that if you're just reading information online or just listening to information online, you retain about 10 to 20% of the information. But when you're teaching, you retain 90% of the information. So one of the things I talk about in the training is like, hey, you invested to be here and you want to teach this and you want to help people the most impactful way. So do you want, if you're going to spend the time to go through all of this content and this courseware that I've created for you, do you want to retain 10 or 20% or do you want to retain 90%? And you can start to teach no matter what level you're at. I was teaching people things, you know, a few years ago about the mindset that I had been at at that place in my life and at the social media tips and stuff that I've been at at that place in my life. Now, a couple of years later, I know probably a thousand times more than I've been at. But back then I was able to help people who are a few steps behind me. And now that I'm at where I am now, there's, and I have invested in myself so much and I have learned so much. There's just a lot more people who are, you know, a few steps behind me that want to get to where I am now. And so I think teaching no matter where you're at, is going to make you such a better teacher, a better coach, a better leader, a better speaker, and you'll be able to fast forward your success and create those quantum leaps. So um, to answer your question, I think the best place to get started is, is to, aim as close as possible to get clear. And if it's hard for you to get clear, then make an investment in yourself with a place with a a training or a course that's going to help you get clear. This is one of the things that we go really deep into in the yes supply method. And it's like, you know, it's so funny because some people are like, oh, it's like hard to sell and da, da, da. for me it's almost hard to not sell just because right. I know even it so much yeah exactly I know how much work I've put into it and how much tweaking I've, I've put into it and the results that my clients are having I'm just thinking of one of my clients who literally just launched her program has never been a coach before never had an online platform before nothing launched her program in her first two discovery calls that she has ever done ever closed two $2,500 clients. So had a $5,000 day. Wow. That's amazing. And so it's hard for me to be like, Oh, go watch videos on YouTube. When I'm like, I'm, I'm showing my coaches how to 
not just make back their investment, but make back more. Plus they're changing their lives. They're taking this information and they're using it to make their families better, to make their communities better, to feel better about themselves, to feel better about their self-image, to lose the doubt, to lose the negativity. So it's like all I want to talk about without being too salesy. (laughs) No, I love that. Well, where can others learn more about information of the Yes Supply and connect with you further? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm posting every day on Instagram. So if you just want to kind of like get to know me better and, and get to know my life, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Yes Supply. I also have a free five day training. So if you've been hearing me talk about hypnosis and NLP and all these things, and you're like, what is she talking about? You can go through a free five day course. Um, there's no pitch, anything like that. It's just great because I, I really believe that everyone needs to know this from, from childhood. So you can sign up for that at yessupply.co slash elevate. And that's going to be really good for the coaches who are here as well because in one of the trainings, I actually go through how to structure a coaching session. And this is also where like the self-sabotage comes in. So many people are so focused on like, I want to get clients, I want to get clients, I want to make money. But if in the back of your head, you have the fear of, oh my God, what if I get a client and I don't know what to say? Or what if I get a client and I don't know what to do in a coaching session? You're going to self-sabotage yourself from closing the sale without realizing because it's going to be on a subconscious level. So that's why in the free five-day training, I actually walk you through what to do in a coaching session. And then I also have a free masterclass at guestsupply.co slash coach dash masterclass where um, I give you more of the business tools. So helping you map out your first 10K months, um, talking about how to research your ideal clientele, how to find your focus and step into your power as a coach. So um, that's a really, really amazing masterclass too. A lot of people have said it's the best webinar or masterclass that they've ever been to. So yeah, and then anything, I have lots of blog articles on yessupply.co. Oh, love it. I love it. Well, everyone go check that out. And um, definitely, I'm, I'm going to sign up for that course. because I'm, <laughs> I'm really intrigued now. But thank you again, Reese, for joining me. It has been a pleasure connecting with you and learning more about the power of yes. Yeah, thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. Reese had so much energy during our conversation that I forgot I was battling a head cold. So uh, thank you, Reese, for bringing such amazing energy to our conversation. To connect with Reese further, head over to mindbizlife.com to find direct links to her website, Instagram, and other social channels. Don't forget that if you leave a review this month, you're going to be entered to win a copy of my book, Mind Love, Bite-Sized Thought Nuggets to Fuel Your Life. Simply rate and review on iTunes, or if you leave one on another platform such as Google Play Music or Stitcher or something similar, take a screenshot and email it to me at hello at laurensmithbiz.com. Next week's episode is Fire 2. I'm meeting with Jake Woodard, and we're talking about where to penetrate a woman. I promise it's nothing like you think, but it's definitely worth tuning in for. So I'll see you back here next week. And until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.